Bush and Richie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. And uh, you might sometimes wonder to yourself, wonder what they talk about when the songs are on. It might be exciting stuff. Or, you know, when the next celeb guest's going to be in. Not really. Uh, just earlier on, we were talking about soup. I thought we'd share that with you, a bit of soup. <laughs> I was just telling Richie about Big Soup. Weirdly enough, no one in the room remembers Big Soup. But I was like a massive Big Soup fan. And we had some for the first time in ages the other day. Do you remember Big Soup? Describe Big Soup. So I, I'm, I'm envisaging a standard tin of soup. So Big Soup, how much bigger was it? Well, it's just I think the bits are just a bit bigger, but uh, it oh. calls itself Big Soup, right? Do you know what I mean? A bit like Big Sue's from Peep Show, but uh, and it was, <laughs> yeah, it was all right. But I thought maybe my my soup tastes have changed. I used to have that quite a bit when I was like just out of university, mm. and maybe now. I mean, if you were if, if someone was to say to you, Richie, what kind of soup guy are you? What kind of soup guy are you? Cream of chicken is uh, someone's doing right for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Henry VIII. This is the Daily Takeaway. Uh, an idea has hit me today, like a bolt out of the blue. Uh, we were doing the big shop this morning, and you know, we've talked about this on the show before, but some of the displays of Easter eggs in supermarkets at the moment, they've not just got a few out, they've got like a wall of eggs. Yeah. It's just unbelievable, really impressive amount of Easter eggs. But the, the running theme with all of them is this, they're all chocolate, which is a little bit boring. You think about the years we've been doing Easter eggs on this planet, and no one's thought outside the box, excuse the pun, uh, in terms of anything but chocolate. And I just thought, wouldn't it be amazing if you could have your favourite thing that isn't chocolate made into an egg? So, for, for example, for me, in terms of my lifestyle, my executive lifestyle, I'd love a, a, a Cornish pasty egg. Oh! Imagine that, all the pastry on the outside, and then it's just beautiful, warm Cornish pasty on the inside, peppered with a bit of swede and stuff like that as well. It'd be gorgeous. I've watched enough episodes of The Great British Bake Off to know that that is doable. You'd have to have it on some kind of stand, but that's very doable. I mean, it, it would be so nice. I'd have it like Fabergé style, maybe on a gold, with gold <laughs> regal legs. Like something from, uh, you know, uh, Louis, Louis XVI's court, that kind of thing. Now, do you think there's legs in, in this? Um, from going back a couple of weeks ago, here on this hometime show, how about, and not a chocolate one, how about a hobnob? Easter egg. Imagine that. The weight on that thing would be good as well, wouldn't it? It, it really yeah. has got some kind of weight to it. It would be great, but nobody in the world has dunked Easter egg yet because, of course, it's chocolate. It just melts. Yeah, and now now we've got the backup, uh, the kind of clag in there to hold it all together because it's a hobnob. Yeah. Well, this is. I think we're onto something here. This could be a real money money spinner, and it's brilliant that no one else has actually thought of it yet. So we put it to you, our dear listeners, right? If you could have a, an Easter egg made out of something else, an alternative egg, Hashtag alternative egg. Anything in the world, what would it be? Someone else here says roast dinner egg. Imagine a roast dinner egg. How good would that be? <laughs> that would be really good. And, oh, you could be really inventive by pouring gravy over it and then th then it would just, like, cave in and you'd eat it. Yeah, like one big, like, Yorkshire pudding around the outside. How good would that be? Sports Darren has suggested, keeping the kind of, like, maybe Christmassy theme going, he would love to see a pigs in blankets egg. What about that? <laughs> and Tracy's gone with a crisps egg. Now, Ooh. if you go into the supermarket these days and see some of the uh, eggs on display, um, you're lucky if the scallies haven't got to them already and, and beaten in some of the eggs already. So I would imagine the crisps are going to come to the same fate. But I love the idea of it. So what are you saying in, in your local shops, people have turned up and beaten the eggs in? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible. I've not seen this it's, before at all. It's awful. You have to be really, really careful as you pick the egg up because what they do is they turn it round so you can't see that it's been stoved in from the back. That is one of the most mean-spirited things I've, I think I've ever heard of in my entire life. Imagine, like, going out with your mates specifically, meeting up, and then just going to your local supermarket, stoving the back of an egg and then turning it round so kids don't realise. Don't do it, kids. I know you. You're going to love this one. Rob in Amberley in West Sussex says a fish finger egg. Oh, I Hear love me fish through fingers. here. All the breadcrumbs on the outside, fluffy cod on the inside with a mayo core. And as long as when you cook it in the oven, uh, you have to get it off the tray with a spatula or um, a fish slice like I do every single time, even though you've been checking it and turning it. That's just how it works. Uh, Matt says, I wouldn't mind having an actual egg the size of an Easter egg. Imagine having one of those fried and in a bacon sandwich. The mind boggles. Uh, We've got Chris on the line. Chris, do share with the group your alternative egg. Um, so it's, uh, my wife's actually got one. She got given it for Christmas for uh, Easter from one of her friends. <gasps> oh, wow. Can you size it up for us, Chris? Is it the same size as your standard chocolate egg? Uh, it's a little bit... It's not... It's, you know, like the medium-sized eggs that you get from a supermarket? Uh-huh. Um, it's about it's half an egg. So it's like half the... It's like a... It's, a, it's, a, it's like a, it's a solid piece of cheese, but it's half... Do you know what, if I was that excited about a cheese egg like Chris obviously is, and I was trying to explain it to people, I'd have difficulty describing it as well because it's almost beyond belief. It's beyond... No, no one believe you, would they? Do you know what I mean? It's like, like you've seen aliens in, in a movie and no one, you're trying to explain to people and they just can't get their head around it. And there you go, the government have cut Chris off because they don't want everyone else to know about it. He's gone. I will be scouring supermarkets. Fran on the line. Fran, what are you saying? Oh, hot cross bun. So, a hot I cross bun egg. Although it is chocolate, sorry. Um, but I was in M&S today and they have hot cross bun chocolate things. Um, and I bought one and it's delish. Fran, we love you, but very poor supporting evidence for your particular thing that you texted in on today. So uh, <laughs> must, try, must try harder in the future. Uh, one final suggestion then from Kerry, who's on the line. Kerry, what you got for us? Yorkshire pudding. With all the oh. gravy inside, mate. That would be... Oh, my God. <laughs> She's really sold on her own idea, and I, and I respect her for that. I love it. Even, what about uh, a couple of sausages in there? Like, there'd be like a cold in the hole, egg. Well, then, then Kerry, what you could do, because if you think about the chocolate eggs, if it's a chocolate egg that's associated with a bar, you'd get the egg, but the, you'd then get a couple of the chocolate bars that would come with it. So with yours, great big giant Yorkshire pudding egg with the gravy inside, with a couple of bangers in the box. <laughs> Dipping sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Dipping sausages. That would be awesome. Uh, Kerry, I, 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 we don't know you, but it sounds like you're going to have a brilliant rest of your afternoon, whatever the hell you do. <laughs> See you later. Thank you, guys. Have a good day, yourself. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. At the home of strange questions, so I don't really feel bad about asking what I'm about to ask next. This this came up over dinner last night. My uh, my son's up here and his his girlfriend's come up with him as well, uh, and we were we kind of like getting to getting to meet people. And one of the conversations that came up was this question. Stick with me. If it wasn't already a word for something else, what word do you think would make a great name? 
Wow, that is uh, that is a next level dinner party icebreaker, isn't <laughs> that's it? What I, that's what I thought, um, and I, I kind of ran with it. I was quite tired last night, but I thought, oh no, that's made me smile. I like this, and I thought about it, and I, I went with rake. Rake. <laughs> what you? What you well, you've got to, for this to work, you have to, you have to forget that a rake as a garden implement exists. And we're now just using the word rake for a first name. I'm Rake Firth. Rake Firth? You sound like, a, you're like an actor. You know, you've just won a BAFTA. Well, that's the thing. It, it, it sounds solid, doesn't it? If, if, if the rake wasn't there for garden leaves, it would make a great name. I like that. Well, I mean, you know, I was just thinking what words do I like then in the English language that would be good for a name. What about kerfuffle? <laughs> yeah. Kerfuffle bush. I, I'd say that I could see kerfuffle bush as being some kind of a lord in the House of Lords or something or other. Well, it would be not nominative determinism, is that what it's called? Because I, I kind of normally am in a bit of a kerfuffle, so it would kind of sum up the name. Although, having said that, if it was my name, it would no longer represent... Uh, disorganisation or That's chaos. Very true. Do you know what I mean? So that is the other side of this. Whatever word you choose then ceases to have its previous meaning. From around the table last night, Nutella was uh, put forward as, as a really good girl's name. Nutella. Yeah. I like it. I think it would work. So let's run with this. If it wasn't a word for something else already, what words would make a great name? Tweet here from Bernadette who says, Rake Firth sounds like the name of a 13-year-old playing for Arkansas in the Little League World Series. Oh, that'd be so good. Quarterback who had it all, the world at his feet. A load of wrong sports combined there from me. Um, Rakey Firth would be quite good as well. Rakey Firth. Firth would be great, yes, yeah, yeah very spiritual. Yeah, yeah, oh, what yeah. about this? Uh, Matt Jones suggests Echinacea. I can imagine the name Echinacea uh, being yelled at an unruly child in a supermarket. Oh, I, I wouldn't resist bumping into him. A couple of drops on your tongue, twice daily. <laughs> uh, uh, Farnan says flange, which I believe is a sound-based thing. Yes. I will take Farnan's word on that. And Zach has gone uh, next level and says that he would like to have the first name of Weatherspoon. <laughs> Another very hoity-toity one. The Curry Club. Kim Cook, great suggestion, uh, nominating the word debris, uh, wow. which does sound quite. Well, there's there's an element of of poshness to it, unless you said debris. But debris, I think it's quite nice. Yeah, I can see uh, debris. What's her surname? Cook. Debris Cook, maybe yes. cycling around old fashioned bicycle, something like her lunch in a basket on the front, <laughs> ringing the bell. Uh, Anne Marie says flailing. I'd be flailing Nolan. Sounds just as Irish, but would describe me perfectly if it was a real word. She says. Uh, Shelley, what name are you thinking of? Claymore. Oh, Claymore. <laughs> it's a really strong name. That is a name of substance, that is, Shelley. Absolutely. Shelley, you do realise the Claymore mine was a mine during the war in Vietnam, so there's some slightly uh, um, strange undertones to that particular name. Yes, I know, it's worrying really, isn't it? <laughs> Likely to go off at any minute. Yeah, I don't know why that came to mind. <laughs> but it's banging. That's fair. It is. And what's your surname, Shelley? Hill. Claymore Hill. What yeah. about that? <laughs> if you wrote a book, I'd buy it. <laughs> She's not saying no. No, absolutely. Yeah, I quite like it. Yeah. Uh, Tia is in Southend and has suggested that types of wine work. Ooh. Shiraz, Merlot, Zinfandel, Pinot. They'd all be great names. Echo Falls. A little bit wordy, <laughs> but I like it. Mackie D has uh, suggested uh, wow. Pete the Painter, uh, taking the fast food nickname and actually taking it now as a word and suggesting it as a name. Do you know what? I'll chuck one in from our from our thing here on the Home Time Show. What about text win? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, someone else has suggested Pagola. That's a fantastic name, isn't it? I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Khalil's hanging on. What's yours, Khalil? Sprocket. I just thought I could just imagine. Right, I'm a teacher, and I could just imagine a, a really awkward but mischievous kid in the class called Sprocket, who everybody likes, but you know, messes around. It's just what it came to my head. That's great. Maybe if you could role play it for us, Khalil, just say keep the noise down, Sprocket, but do it in your best teacher telling off voice. See if it works. <laughs> yeah, keep the noise down there, Sprocket. There you go. <laughs> You're talking, I'll stop, Sprocket. It, it does equally sound like something out of Downton Abbey, doesn't it? So I could just it, see the Earl it, turning around going, oh, my man Sprocket's good for that. Yeah, that's true, actually, the butler or something. I'm, I'm concerned that the dog from Fraggle Rock was called Sprocket. Is he, oh, was he called Sprocket? I'm not too sure. We need to check this out, but uh, oh, it's going on the list, thought. Khalil. It's, it's a good suggestion. Okay, thank you. This is the Daily Takeaway. The return of midweek games night, and I cannot believe we're at the third rollover of our seemingly harmless competition can-off. Can you guess the sound of something being poured out of a, a can or a tin? We thought it would go instantly. We're now uh, looking at, and I believe this to be correct, three home time show tea towels on the line tonight on this show. Yes, triple rollover if you can correctly guess the sound of this. What is this? A can of being tipped out into a bowl. It's tricky. It's flummoxed loads of people. No one's been anywhere near it so far, to be honest with you. Uh, let's give them one more chance to hear it. Uh, because we're entering triple rollover territory and, you know, we'd love you to have these tea towels for Easter, what do you reckon, Bush, for a clue? I think we're getting a lot of pressure from management saying that, you know, we can't be in a four tea towel situation next week, so it's got to go tonight. So a clue's a good idea. This is a can of that contains two ingredients. Two ingredient combination in a can. Surely this is going to join the dots up for people. Our boss has texted to say that he is listening. So this is big pressure on us to get this competition wrapped up here on Canov. Let's go to the phones and say, who's this on the line? Hello, Mark calling from Ponapree, South Wales. Mate, lovely to have you on the show. So we know one of the items in the can is sausage. What are you suggesting that it is? I'm suggesting it's got to be beans. Sausage and beans. Oh, no, it's not sausage and beans. We're getting so close. It's good, but it's not right. We'll let you get on with the dishes because there's some weird noises going on in the background there, Mark. Good to speak yeah, to you. Yeah, you're right. It is dishes. Thanks. <laughs> there's another competition for next week. Well, what's Mark doing? Uh, right, let's go to the phones and speak to someone else. Hello, who's this? Welcome to the show. Hello. My name is Julia. Julia, we know that one of the items in the can is sausage. What are you thinking it is then? There's a combination of two things. Sausage and uh, tomato sauce. Oh, it's, it's, Sounds awful. It's, it's it's not that, but we really are getting so close. It's frustrating. Very very close. Lovely to speak to you. Have a brilliant evening, Rich. You've got time for one more. We're going to go one more, yes. and if this doesn't go now, then it's going to roll over yet again. Our boss is going to go crazy. <laughs> Who's this on the line? Welcome to the show. Hi guys, it's Alan. Alan, you got confidence in your voice. Fingers crossed. Ah, what are you saying that it is? It used to be one of my favourites on uh, on toast, and uh, I want to go for uh, beans and sausages in the tip. Oh, it's, oh we've it's, had that a few times. It's, it's, oh, wait, yeah. oh, there we go. No, it's it's going to roll over, my friend. It's it's, it's not that. Oh, oh dear. Lovely to speak to you, Alan. Uh, Richie, this is another rollover. I don't know what's going on. This is <laughs> it's rolling over it. again. Can of returns sausage and what? You'll have to find out. <laughs> 
This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I want to say a huge thank you to all of you who very kindly offered to take Grandad, our £10 from Facebook Marketplace Lucky Charm mascot doll, uh, out for the holidays. We're calling it Grandad on tour. We're sick of him just on his behalf, just being sat in the corner of the studio. We would want to give you, the home time listeners, the opportunity to have Grandad in your home or bedroom. Uh, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk to get in touch with us. Uh, Mike's hanging on uh, with an offer. So, Mike, you're, tell us, where can you take Grandad if he goes on tour with you? Well, I'm already doing a fantastic uh, charity ride from St. Austell to Raxall, just outside of Bristol. Right. It's 225 very hilly miles, all in aid of uh, Children's Hospice Southwest. Um, and I'm already going to be carrying 225 bears in a trailer. So Grandad doll could sit on the handlebars and be proud of place being the mascot heading me forward. Well, wow. it sounds like somebody needs to keep those bears uh, in in tow in the trailer. So maybe Grandad could even like park on top of those in his rocking chair. What well, this is it, and uh, keep keep them under control. Joe, you know I only watched Mad Max the movie the other night. You're going to look like some kind of soft toy slaver convoy from the post-apocalypse. <laughs> And well, the thing is, the bears have been very kindly donated by lots of people. They're brand new bears. And if I'm doing 67 miles on day one, I'm leaving 67 bears at the first hospice and so on and so on. So on, on day three, when I finish in Raxall, after 225 miles, they'll be having the remainder of the bears. And um, and Grandad will be uh, pride of place watching them go off to their new homes. Wow. Well, Mike, it is a lovely offer. If I was to only have one concern for Grandad, who's who's not in the greatest of Nick after his operation, even though he's recovering well, um, <laughs> is the elements that he could be exposed to if the July weather in the southwest isn't great. Well, what it is, the, the trailer has a rain cover and Brilliant. the bears will be tucked away in clear bags so people can see them, but they will be completely waterproof. So... Uh, Grandad would be well looked after. Yeah, because I could see him from here. He's obviously got a little red tank top and a pair of moccasins on. So he's not really outdoors. He's not really millets <laughs> going on over there. But that's fantastic. Well, what a fantastic offer. Thank you so much. We will we'll come back to you on that. Super. I will look forward to hearing from you. This is The Daily Takeaway. Hope you enjoyed the show, and yeah, come on, next week, let's get together and, and get Canoff sorted, because our boss is going absolutely crazy. Can't believe it's still a rollover. Can we just go back to soup one final time before we leave you uh, at the end of yeah, this podcast? because that obviously turned up during Canoff as well with someone suggesting minestrone, which, is, to, to me, minestrone always just looks revolting. It's day off school sick soup, isn't it, minestrone? Mm. Um, one soup that I failed to mention earlier on uh, when talking about great soup is... Fre- What's that French... Is it French onion soup? Oh. You don't like that? Onion, my friend. There's nothing oh. about that that sounds good at all. Honestly, I think it might be the best soup I've ever had in my life, but that for you, as, a, an, as an onion hater, dodger, that must be a nightmare. Bring me my cream of chicken. Let's have it brought over. Master's ready. <laughs>